Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest vodcast. And this vodcast is going to be a very interesting one, as if the rest of them weren't. But this is going to be one on one of the exhibits we did at RSNA this year, which will be RSNA uh, within the week of this presentation. And uh, we did this exhibit on mixed epithelial and stromal tumors of the kidney, or MES tumors. It's a very unusual tumor, but we're seeing it more frequently. But more importantly, it's in the differential diagnosis of a number of different cystic lesions of the kidneys, both malignant and benign. So it's a good way of looking at things. And so uh, hopefully you'll catch this exhibit in part at RSNA, but let me make it simpler for you. So we're going to look at what uh, MEST it is. And you may remember, actually, that the RSNA quiz, when I did the uh, quiz last year, uh, one of the cases I gave was to Jeff Weinrib, actually, was a MEST tumor. We're going to look at the CT appearance of MEST. We're going to look at the management of these tumors the role of 3D imaging and volume display in helping recognize the lesions, some of the pitfalls in diagnosis, and some of the differential diagnoses in this area. Now, MEST is a recently defined rare benign entity described 1998. That's almost like yesterday. Now, previously, the lesion did exist, but it was called multiple different things, lyomatous renal hematoma, or multilocular cysts with ovarian stroma, or cystic hematoma, or adult type of mesoblastic nephroma. So it's something you've heard of, you've maybe even diagnosed here and there. Once you look at it and define it as MEST, um, about 90 reported cases, almost always in perimenopausal women, only six cases with men have been reported to date. It's associated with estrogen therapy, and a quarter of the time it's an incidental finding while in other cases, patients present with flank mass, flank pain, hematuria, or potentially UTIs. When you look at it, the diagnosis in great part is made because of the pathology. It's a biphasic renal tumor with complex stromal and epithelial elements. The stromal elements are variable spindle cell ovarian-like stroma. And the epithelial components are epithelial-lined cysts or microcysts, as you can see in this picture here. Uh, it's usually a benign biologic behavior without recurrence or metastasis, so surgery will indeed take care of the problem, although there have been rare cases of sarcomatous transformation of the stromal components. So you will remove it, that'll cure the patient, but it is theoretically, potentially, going to be malignant at times. Now on CT, the appearance is somewhat classic, but not specific. It's an expansile, complex cystic, and solid mass of the kidney, with heterogeneous and often delayed enhancement, there's a variable amount of cystic and solid component, though the majority of lesions are cystic, and the extent of delayed enhancement may depend on the spindle cell components. When these lesions are large, they can have that appearance of herniation into the renal pelvis. And here's one case, a 60-year-old female with, uh, we're evaluating the abdomen as part of the staging CT for lung cancer, and you can see the cystic mass, cystic and solid with septations on non-contrast, and you can see that on the contrast enhanced scans, the septations are better defined. You might even consider this potentially, could this be a um, cystic metastasis or a cystic renal cell carcinoma? When you look at it in the coronal display on 3D, it's actually easier to appreciate. It's an exophytic mass in this case, a lot of septations, and you have to admit you're thinking about a benign lesion, though we have seen cystic renal cell carcinomas, and I'll show you examples later, but you need to think about this entity. Again, it's not going to prevent surgery, but it'll prevent a more extensive workup. So notice here the expansile multilocular cystic mass. Notice the thicker regular septae with delayed enhancement. 
And on biopsy, in this case it was unusual, it was biopsy, there was a negative for malignancy. And here it is, the pathology segment uh, comparing to CT, very nice rad path correlation. And the patient had a partial nephrectomy, and in these cases, you can be very comfortable doing a partial nephrectomy even though the lesion is larger than the typical four centimeters. What about the second case? Look at this case, sequence of lesions. On the non-contrast CT, um, the patient has high density zones, the mass is cystic and solid, and this was an interesting case. A 39-year-old female with a history of a right cystic renal mass diagnosed 20 years ago and nothing was done. Well, probably the right thing almost at that point. Patient's asymptomatic. And look at the sequence. Look how the lesion behaves. And if I target that a little bit closer, look how it behaves from non-contrast to arterial. And again, as you get later phase imaging, as you go toward the expiratory phase, that pseudocapsule of the lesion is seen. The septations are better defined. The cystic components, both high and low density, better seen. And it's just a beautiful example when you go to the 3D volume view. And you really can appreciate the well-circumscribed mass with solid and cystic components, thick septae, delayed enhancement. And in this case, there was areas of focal hemorrhage and calcification, which does occur. And here's a very nice rad path correlation, okay? Just giving you a feel of how the lesion looks. Another example, very similar appearance. 67-year-old female, incidental finding. And if you look non-contrast, cystic lesion, nodularity, cystic renal cell carcinoma, I have to worry about. You start looking at arterial phase, and again, the, there that little nodularity, the septations, in fact, show better. And here it is in a coronal display. Again, you've got to think cystic renal cell, though it is kind of funny how it's so exophytic, so large. Septations are only in one part of the lesion, but that could be a cystic renal cell, particularly a renal cell arising within a cyst. Um, again, this was a mess tumor, and here it is on the... Uh, CT path correlation. Just a very, very nice uh, uh, appearance. Again, this lesion had very little enhancement. Another case, 57-year-old. Again, another female. History of UTIs. This is a most unusual case because when you look at this case, the lesion is near the renal pelvis. It doesn't have the size of the other lesions, but it basically is fat. I would have read this, and I think I did probably read this, as an angiomyolipoma. Fatty tumors, uh, again, we talk about fat occasionally in renal cells, occasionally in Wilms tumors, but a lesion that's essentially all fat, we got to be thinking AML. But mess tumors can have lots of fat. In fact, this case is kind of really strange. There's no cystic components. We called it AML. The patient was having pain. It was over 4 cm. They resected it. It was a mess tumor. A very, very unusual uh, case. And the pathologic differential diagnosis included both MEST and a fat-predominant AML. The absence of dysplastic vessels and evacuated smooth muscle cells and, and lack of HB45 uh, argued against an angiomyolipoma. Uh, again, diffuse labeling um, made it very clear that, uh, that with, e with ER and PR, it consisted of a mess tumor. And there was a case report showing the same thing. So a very interesting case, very atypical case. Case number five, again, another female, 68 years old. This lesion looks like it's sitting right in or a part of the renal pelvis. It's hypovascular. But, you know, again, you could think about a, a typical transitional cell carcinomas. Transitional cell carcinomas are typically hypovascular or avascular. And if you look at the 3Ds I did, I would have called this, and in fact, I did call it uh, transitional cell carcinoma. 
Well, guess what? When you operated, uh, this was a mess tumor. So you can see mess tumors have a certain appearance, but not always. And the differential diagnosis would include cystic tumors like cystic nephroma, cystic renal cell complex cysts, Bosniak 3s, for example, multi-cystic dysplastic kidney, occasionally look like a duplicated collecting system, or occasionally even look like an abscess. So let me just show you some examples. Here's a great case, large cystic mass, left kidney septations. This looks identical to the other case. Well, this was an adult cystic nephroma. Well, they're both going to come out. It was well-defined, solitary, multilocular cystic lesions, thin septations. Uh, again, a variable size cysts, no solid component in this case. Uh, it's a tricky diagnosis. According to the uh, WHO classification, mess, cystic or partially cystic mass with solid areas on gross or cystic septi greater than 5 millimeters microscopically, adult cystic nephroma, cystic lesion but no solid areas on gross or septations less than 5 millimeters. So again, at times from the radiologic perspective, the lesions can look very similar. It's a pathologic diagnosis. So again, I think in both cases, the lesions are going to come out. And probably they do represent uh, just a spectrum of the same disease process. I mentioned before differential diagnosis, cystic renal cell carcinomas. This is an example of a somewhat cystic renal cell carcinoma. Uh, we can see cystic changes in about 15% of renal cell carcinomas, uh, mostly uh, more commonly in papillary lesions. Uh, we've seen renal cells arising from in the areas of benign cysts or cystic degeneration of a previous solid renal cell. Again, um, in this case, I think the appearance is different. There's not as much cystic component, though I could show you some other cystic renal cells that can look more similar. Complex renal cysts. In this case, there's some thin septations, there's no solid component, there's no mural nodularity. A differential diagnosis, I think, really reflects a cyst and not a mess tumor. What about this one? Here's the whole kidneys replaced. Multicystic dysplastic kidney, there are septations. Uh, again, in this case, you replace the entire normal renal parenchyma. There's really no excretion, no enhancement. And again, with a mess tumor, you do have some normal kidney typically. You do have some nodularity and solid components. So again, a key differential point. Duplicated collecting system, just something that can fool you. Again, axial images, sometimes upper poles, particularly when it's a very large uh, dilated uh, pelvis, can fool you at least when you look quickly. But you should not be making that mistaken diagnosis. Occasionally, I've seen abscesses, which are cystic, which they typically are. Uh, here is in the perirenal space. Most of the time, it's not going to be a problem. Patients are febrile, not an issue. But again, <clears throat> something to consider in differential diagnosis. Now, I showed you a number of cases. I also showed you that where 3D is helpful, it helps define better internal septations, which are characteristic for missed tumors. It defines tumor extent and involvement of the vascular and collecting system. It helps to find the anatomic relationships between adjacent structures and the kidney. It also provides a better volumetric understanding of the lesion. And again, it's important for uh, preoperative planning, which helps with these partial nephrectomies. Again, you can compare the uh, MPR with the volume rendering. You can see very nicely here the additional information on the volume rendering that in the uh, internal septation is very much better seen or in this case, uh, better definition of the tumor extent. 
particularly in respect to the renal vasculature. And here it is, just one more set of images. And in this case, the ability to define it better in terms of the collecting system are all very important. So again, 2D and 3D are very helpful in this tumor. In terms of management, uh, preoperative radiologic diagnosis of mesh tumors can be difficult. Again, differential diagnosis we discussed above. If an experienced pathologist is available, preoperative diagnosis can be made on biopsy or intraoperative frozen section. The key is for you to suggest the possibility. I had a case last week, I'm not sure of the path yet, patient hasn't been operated on, but I said it's probably a mesh tumor, and we'll see. And if mesh can be diagnosed prior to definitive surgery, nephron sparing surgery may be uh, the, the way to go. And again, remember nephron sparing surgery, we talk typically about four centimeters or less. Here we're seeing partial nephrectomy for 10 centimeter masses because it's a mesh tumor, which is benign. Uh, consider mesh tumors in patients who are middle-aged women, history of exposure to exogenous estrogen, a cystic renal tumor with delayed enhancement, and tumors arising from the renal pelvis, both negative urine cytology. So those are good helpful hints. And again, as I mentioned at the beginning, 95% of these lesions are in the women. So you see a cystic lesion in a woman, you better at least consider this possibility. So summary, uh, mesh tumors are a rare benign cystic neoplasm of the kidney, predominantly affects perimenopausal women. There is a typical CT appearance of a, a multiloculated cystic lesion with solid and cystic components in various proportions, but not all cases will look classic. Recent studies suggest that MEST and adult cystic nephroma may represent a spectrum of the same disease, and I showed you examples where they look essentially identical. 3D imaging is helpful, as it is in many areas of renal pathology, particularly when laparoscopic surgery is going to be done. And again, there is an increased role for nephron-sparing surgery in cases where the diagnosis is suggested and can be made prior to definitive surgery. So hopefully I've showed you something that's of interest, a new diagnosis or something that is relatively new. There's a bunch of references that are here that you can look at, but hopefully we showed you everything you know, need to know about mesh tumors and even something else to look at when you're looking at cystic renal lesions. And with that, 